All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. What's going on, everybody? This is All You Need to Know. I don't know what I was about to say there. I, did you hear that pause for a second? Where I was like, what's going on, everybody? This is... And I was like, wait, what is this? It's All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pick. And this is the 269th edition of All You Need to Know. Nice. So we just keep plugging along. What What is a real-world comparison to this podcast where it's just like, no matter what, we just keep rolling along? Is it like... Death, taxes, and AY and 2K, Death, baby. taxes, and AY and 2K. I'm thinking, um, what's like an older band... Maybe Elton John, you know? Yeah. Like, he just keeps going. Yeah. Um, and there are some people are that are asking, should he? Um, uh, there are some people that go and see the shows, and they might be underwhelmed. So that actually might be a good Motley comparison. Motley Crue did that for a while. Motley Crue. It's like, oof, but... Elton John's been on his farewell tour for six years, I think. Yeah. So, you know, There's see ya. Another like, one. You know? There was another one that just it hit me, it hit my brain... And then it was, and it was gone. A band that's doing a farewell. It, thing. Well, it wasn't a band. It was, it was somebody. Mm. Oh, uh, golf. It was Tom Watson. Oh. But you know, I mean, he still played pretty well up through the yeah. into the old age. Love Tom Watson. Tom Watson was. Yeah. He, uh, I saw on social media the other day that he did like an open letter to the PGA Tour about the Live Golf merger. Really. And. Uh, I don't know what that meme is where it's like a lot of words and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to read that, but you know, <laughs> I started to read it and I understood, I was like, okay. And I was like, I kind of get the gist of this and what, it just kept going. What was his take on it? He was, he, you know, he's, I guess, a very traditional. And so he was showing concern, voicing concern about uh, where that money would be coming from uh, with the Saudi Arabian merger uh, side of things. So it was just, you know, old Tom giving his two cents. That's all. Yeah. And speaking of golf, it's BGA week. It is. Oh. BGA week. I'm so excited. For those that listen to the podcast, um, you probably realize and remember that one week of the year, or I guess one weekend, really, um, sometimes two, but now it's just going to be one. There is an all you need to know is taken over by the BGA. Um, and all you need to know is a very proud sponsor of the BGA. Yeah. And for one day, or maybe two, um, a backyard is transformed into a golf course. Uh, the Backyard Golf Association, of course. It's beautiful. And uh, this year, um, I'm happy to announce as commissioner that we have 16 uh, competitors that are very experienced. Um, a lot of former BGA members playing. Mm. Um, a lot of new members uh, attacking the course for the very first time. It's going to be a really good field. Um, right now, the Vegas odds have Thad Buchanan as the favorite to come in last Ooh, once again. Yeah. So shout out to Thad for that. But it's just such a fun event. And really, as I've grown older, of course, I am the one that kind of organizes everything and gets the course ready. And even, even though I have to do all the work ahead of time, mm -hmm. whenever it comes to the morning of the BGA 
morning, even BJ Eve, has overtaken my joy level, like the best day of the year of Christmas. It used to be Christmas. It used to be, oh, I can't wait to wake up for Christmas. Now it's the BGA. Now you wake up and you get your wedge and you go out and you knock it around with, you know, some some colleagues. And I don't know. It's just, how how would you describe it being a competitor that's played? Because someone asked me, they said, how long have you guys been doing this? And I, I found the earliest uh, example of the BGA or some form of a backyard tournament happened in 2016, which means that we've we've done it for we're we're coming up on 10 years once Holy we get to cow. once we get to 2026. I don't God, which again I graduated in 16. I guess you were 17. Yeah. And when people say something about 2016, I still think it's about five years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that's four, not too long. Four yeah. or five years ago? No, it's not. And seven. I, I say ten, of course, that's kind of a stretch, but like Round we're enough. close we're closer to ten. My wife does that when yeah. it's convenient for her. So for it to be kind of like the podcast where each and every year the BJ happens. Um I was for a while doing two a year, but because of my uh life getting a little bit busier, I've scaled it back just to one. Right. And uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec once said, why half-ass two things when you can whole-ass one thing? That's right. And so that's the idea is it's quality control, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making sure that I have the time to prepare for this one. Yeah. And hopefully all the BGA competitors can make it for that one. The cool thing about the the courses and like if you look back at where it started yeah. to where it is now, it is kind of a uh, almost like a time-lapse speed progression yeah. of how the the PGA mm-hmm. has evolved. Like the courses are getting longer. They're getting, getting a little harder. Tougher. Yeah. The, the court, they're a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. It seems like each and every year, which is obviously testament to uh, the commish, the course yourself. architect. Yeah, yeah. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. I, this year, um, and you know, some people might be listening to this and say like, I don't really care about this, you know, feel free to skip through. But, yeah. uh, last year we had some record low scores and the BGA is, is commonly, the BJ Championship is commonly a, a shorter course. Uh, the disasters that I did one year was a lot longer. That was um, insane. And it's a lot of work to put on the disasters. And maybe at some point I will do another one. But for now, the BJ Championship course is a little bit easier to put together. But I did. I lengthened some holes. I tightened some of the holes up. I uh, hid some of the greens. Most of them you can usually see you know, from the tee. But this year it's going to be a little different. So I'm excited to see how the competitors handle the course and I think last year I came in seventh and I'm not going to be any better than that because I just haven't played yeah I gotta get out and hit some wedges this week before we get going because there are a lot of uh, former Murray State golfers that are playing in the BGA so it'll be it'll be a pretty good competition I'm excited to see how it plays out so make sure you're following all you need to know on Instagram and Twitter uh, for those updates, we'll have Adam Redfern coming back oh, for yeah. the social media coverage of the BGA. So we're really excited. But enough about the BGA, enough about whatever else we were talking about. Because we have to get to a topic that's that's topical. We mm. do this a lot. We see, hey, what's going on out in the world? And this is a big thing. Maybe we're a little behind on it, but I still think we're kind of on the on the tail end at least. There's still some momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea what's really going on about this. I'm lost. It makes me feel old. Yeah, honestly, the, because I feel like if this had happened four or five years ago, I'd known. have been right in the middle of it. And and I felt the same way. I had to do some research. Um, so we're covering that as well as one of our favorite movie franchises. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to cover both of them at the same time. 
Um, and I think that they really go together well. You know, I, I think it's all going to work out. Let's go ahead and dive into it. This is episode 269. Today's topic, Baby Gronk and Mission Impossible. So you said that you don't really know a lot about Baby Gronk, right? Uh, no, I don't get it. You guys have sent a few things in, in the group chats that we've got in the group messages. Uh, and honestly, I thought I thought the kid was like Gronk's, foreign. I thought oh, he was from like the Middle East or gotcha. something because one of the things you said said that he, I, I don't know, like broke laws or broke the Geneva Convention in like, like 40 different times and he's only, what, nine years old? I don't remember sending... I don't that. think you sent it. Somebody else did. It may have been Adam, actually. Maybe it's a meme. There's a yeah. lot of memes around Baby Gronk. Uh, I know a lot of people have assumed that it's Rob Gronkowski's son, which is what? not the case. Uh, it is not the case. It's just kind of a nickname. Um, Baby Gronk is a 10-year-old uh, football prodigy. Okay. Um, just a big kid? He's a big kid for 10. He's... Got a lot of skill. Uh, if you watch some of the the videos and, and things like that on, so he's actually good. It's not all just a joke. He's actually good. Yes. Okay. And his dad, which we'll get to in a second, he feeds him, you know, a really clean diet. He eats a lot of, you know, like the rice King. and and fish, a lot of lean protein. So the kid's in really good shape for ten. He's not like whenever I was ten, I was like shoveling down. Fruit snacks and ice cream, and yeah. Baby Gronk apparently isn't doing that. Yeah, and he's tall. I mean, he's he's a, he's a big kid for ten, but I mean, we both we both know that you know you go to school with some kids, and they shoot up, you know, a lot faster than everybody else, and that gives them kind of a competitive advantage. But what happens for the most part whenever that whenever that occurs? At some point, they top off. They level out. Yeah, and so that that there kid. That kid was that was the the starting center for your basketball team in fifth grade, ends up being five ten. Yeah, five ten and the point guard for yeah, the because team. he w- he was five eight in fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. We there was a saying that I heard one time was which I mean I guess this kid's not in middle school yet if he's only ten but yeah it was middle school stud high school dud mm. and, and yeah that kind of goes are along. You, are you saying that about baby Gronk possibly? Nah, not necessarily. I mean enough. I don't know. You gotta look at how how big's a fella's dad. Not very tall. Yeah, he doesn't see, look, and that's so that's not good for Baby Gronk. But he already has all kinds of different college offers. He's visited a wait, lot of SEC schools. Time out. Time out. Time yes. out. Hold up. This kid's ten years old, and he's going on college visits. Yes. There's one. Uh, Come on. I think University of Tennessee. I think. Uh, I think Kentucky. I think Louisville. There are pictures of him in like these, you know, these jerseys already. Uh, it's it's very it's what? a very interesting situation. And going back to, you know, how tall he was in, you know, how? he was 5'8". Since then, when are we recruiting kids that have not even started puberty yet? Seems pretty early to me. And I was just going to say that I'm similar to Baby Gronk in that the shirt size that I had in fifth grade is the same shirt size that I had as a sophomore in high school. And that's okay. not as much of a testament to uh, me not growing as much as it is, uh, I I did have husky clothes. Like it wasn't okay. it wasn't like small, medium, large. It just said husky on the tag, <laughs> and that and that checks out. You can ask my parents. Wasn't a very big um, emotional supportiveness to seeing your jeans say husky on the back. Let me be honest with you. But 
it is nice now because I have a sweatshirt that I wore, I think, in sixth grade that I can still wear. So that's kind of feel good. That's nice. That yeah. makes me feel better. But with baby Gronk, it's more complicated than just sweatshirts and sizes and huskiness. He's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him husky because he does eat a pretty lean uh, diet, and I guess he's really good at catching footballs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he plays both offense and defense, but I know that that's kind of a common thing whenever you you first start playing football is yeah, that you play, play both, both sides. Uh, I, I think that the way that it's he's being presented is, hey, this is the next great tight end or this is the next great receiver of, of football. Like, get on the baby Gronk train now, and will he still be baby Gronk whenever he – if he does kind of, you What's know? What's the kid's actual name? I have no idea. Does he – I mean, does he – I actually I wrote about it for my for my job and I I should probably have kind of looked over that again. I'm just kind of going off of the the base of knowledge that I got whenever I looked into it cuz yeah. like you said if this happened 5 or 6 years ago I would have been all about it. I would have oh, I know everything about Baby Gronk, but I kept seeing stuff about Baby Gronk, specifically a question that we'll get to in a second about mm-hmm. Livy rising up Baby Gronk. Yeah. And I said I have no idea what that means. But I'm okay not knowing what that means. Yeah, it's not going to hurt my feelings if I don't. But then I looked into it because I ha- had to. Mm-hmm. And so now, I, of course, I have some more information about it. I know for sure, for certain, that Baby Gronk has visited colleges. He's on the radar for a lot of universities, a lot of the top programs in the country. Uh, if he insane. doesn't, If he doesn't grow anymore, you know, will they pull back on some of those offers? I'm sure. But... That's kind of nice. Like, okay, yeah, he's he's gonna go to college in nine years, but he's already got it lined up. So there, I remember watching a thirty for thirty on a kid. It, I think it was like during the eighties. Uh, he his dad kind of did the same thing. Like, dad would like force him before he was able to do it himself. Yeah, like he would like have him doing sit ups in his crib. Mm-hmm. That's good. And basically, just. Had, it was like having a kid in a laboratory of forcing him into this route. Uh, and I think that I'm almost positive the guy ended up playing at like USC, he played quarterback at like USC and then maybe for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ended up making it pretty good ways. But I don't remember the guy's name. And I wish I could remember that 30 for 30. Commonly, it doesn't seem like that kind of thing works out where like the dad or whatever parent is kind of vicariously living through their yeah. child and, and, and forcing them, or maybe not forcing them, but like, hey, you know, you need to be practicing, or hey, yeah. let's make sure that you do this many There's drills usually, today. There's uh, usually some tension in that relationship down the road. And the dad of Baby Gronk, uh, there was a viral video that, that went out probably last week or the week before where Baby Gronk was on a podcast, mm-hmm. and he was being interviewed, and his dad was sitting next to him. And... Baby Gronk would be asked a question, and then his dad would like feed Baby Gronk the answer, which that's not good. No, it's not. But it's also probably not good time, for Baby Gronk to be on a podcast at ten years old. Yeah, ten, a ten-year-old probably doesn't need to be answering those questions himself. And based on appearances, based on uh, I think some some possible deals or influencer revenue. Baby Gronk is making over a hundred thousand dollars a year right now. So, the dad has said that Gosh, he's dang it. yeah. The dad has said that he's putting that money away uh, for okay. Baby Gronk. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. I said okay. yeah, right. 
Um, he said he's putting it away that way. If, if baby Gronk doesn't pan out, he'll still have, you know, a decent amount of income. Half that, of that is on bets through Vegas. I agree. Now. Probably a long-term bet, like a baby Gronk to win the Super Bowl at some point. Oh, my point. gosh. I'm In sure the dad took that. 2047? I, I just it's, – it's sad because you also saw his dad – any sort of higher up celebrity or influencer they were he was sending messages to like hey would you want to do a story on baby gronk do you want to collaborate uh, with baby gronk and some people I, I believe jumped on it uh, others were like okay this isn't this isn't good because what what it's reminded a lot of people of is you know child stars they get they get out there and sure you know the the fame is fun, but it's just too much to handle for a, a young kid sometimes. Well, and you see all these horror stories where they grow up and they just, you know, they go insane. They, yeah. they lose track of their life and things well, go off the rails. Because, they, I mean, I think at some point, if your childhood is like that, then you look back and you realize I've always just been a product for sale. Yeah. In some form or fashion. Yeah, so that's... Okay. I mean, people are buying that product right people now. People are buying, are buying Baby, Baby Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know. It's just like, it's not, I don't think it's worth it to sacrifice your normal childhood. But then again, you see the likes of Tiger Woods, right? Who yeah. kind of sacrificed his childhood and that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, of course, some things that happened and have happened uh, that, you know, could be correlated with how he was raised, but... We're not going to get into Tiger Woods because we're right. talking about another great all-time athlete, Baby Gronk. Well. And let me get to that question, that million-dollar question that went viral and lit up social media, had the internet on fire, is did Livy riz up Baby Gronk? What, what do you think that that means, not I knowing a lot? I even begin, I guess, like, just really feed into it. And and help it grow into this thing. I don't know. Riz up sounds like. Do you know who Livy is? You probably uh, do. It's isn't it a college athlete at yes. LSU? Olivia Dunn. She's a, a gymnast, and so she okay. she's an influencer on social media. And Baby Gronk, you know that part, right? So you're two for three. You know, but you know who Baby Gronk is. Well, yeah. You know who Olivia kinda. Dunn is. Uh-huh. So now. All you're missing is the Riz part. And the way that I saw it described is having charisma. So Riz, charisma. Okay. Having charisma, being able to, uh, for all the young kids out there, spit mad game. Right? Oh, so God. it's kind of being able to, to talk to other people very comfortably, uh, kind of show off your charismatic side. So rizzing up would, in fact, sometimes it means flirting. But that wouldn't be appropriate because, of course, Olivia Dunn is a college gymnast, I, th- I believe, and then Baby Gronk is 10 years old. You know, way underage. But there was a video of Olivia Dunn rizzing up, air quotations, Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk standing on the sidewalk, and Olivia Dunn says, hey, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I'm going to come to LSU. And she said, you have to do it. It's, it's the best. Like, you have to come to LSU. And he said, okay, I will. And then, they, like, they hugged. And that's the video that kind of started this. Like, whoa, did did Livy just riz up Baby Gronk? And that is so strange. And someone could argue that, you know, though he wasn't super confident, maybe even Baby Gronk was doing a little rizzing himself. 
because it did seem like though Livy kind of came off as the one that was rizzing, uh, baby Gronk is actually being called the drip King or the Riz God because of oh the, the interaction between Olivia Dunn and baby Gronk. Do you think that uh, baby Gronk is the Riz God? I, I don't, I don't think that baby, baby Gronk is, is the Riz God. It sounds like maybe his dad might mm, be the Riz God. Maybe half, he's the Riz Prince. Have half Riz God for his dad. Um, Drip King, I don't, I don't think he is, because uh, that's just a whole other thing. Um, I think drip, I've, yeah, Drip and Riz, those are two separate things. I know that a lot of our older demographic audience is like, "What the hell's?" I'm, the hell's I'm going in their boat. But Rizzing makes sense, right? I guess. I mean, it's still to me like I guess if the gymnast, the Livy person from LSU, I guess maybe like I said, she's feeding in and like. He is becoming a big thing, so it helps. It's a her mutually, fame yeah, mutually and, beneficial and, yeah. relationship, and and it it was definitely scripted, and the script was terrible oh. because it was just like, hey, what do you do in your well? Year? Because we've got dumb people mm. that are doing this stuff. I'm gonna and, go to LSU. Oh, you should. It's so great. Yeah. Okay, I will. Like that was the script, but I mean, you could tell that there was oh. some rizzing going on, uh, and baby grunk. You know, I've seen some other instances where he's shown off more of kind of his Riz ability. Um, I don't think that that video his Riz is... Riz ability? Yeah. I don't think that that video is proof that he's a Riz, Riz king or a Riz god or a Riz prince, whatever you want to say. But uh, it did show off a little bit of his Rizziness. And I I will stand by that. But I again, kind of like you, still not 100% clear. But that was a question that I was seeing all over the place like oh my god do you can you believe that Livy rizzed up baby gronk and i just said what the hell does that mean yeah so I, I whenever i finally looked into it it finally made more sense it sounds like a handshake yeah yeah Riz. i think so maybe or it's like uh Riz me up man yeah i i think that it for some reason it, i associate it with pop rocks you know because i feel like pop uh, rocks make kind of a riz noise you know, riz. i don't okay. know well all right and and moving past Baby Gronk and Olivia Dunn and whether or not one rizzed, one up, the rizzed other. up the other, yeah. the king of Riz is no ten year old football player. No 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 no. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, who is he, essentially the same size. Yeah, he's as Baby Gronk. He is probably just a maybe a couple inches taller than the ten year old Baby Gronk, uh, but that doesn't matter because who do you think would win in a race between Tom oh. Cruise and Baby Gronk? Tom Cruise. I think without a doubt. Just because of the stride. I mean, sure, maybe Tom Cruise is a little older, and sure, he might not be that much taller than Baby Gronk, but okay. he's got a lot of experience. All right, new question. Okay. For, uh, do you know what the Oklahoma drill is? Yes. Who wins in the Oklahoma drill, Baby Gronk, Tom Cruise? Now, that one I'll take Baby Gronk. You think so? Because he's he's in it. He He's practiced more. Uh, he knows. I just think Tom Cruise is a freaking unit, man. He'd be tough to take down. Yeah. Um, and and I do guess that it is strange for me to, to confirm my belief that a 10-year-old could tackle Tom Cruise to the ground. How many 10-year-olds do you think it would take? Average 10, not baby gronk 10-year-olds, average 10-year-olds. How many 10-year-olds do you think it would take to three. take down three? Yeah. I mean, he's a small guy, but he's quick, man. Yeah, I, I'd say three. You get like two up top, one on the legs, and you just, you know, I think it'd be fine. Baby Gronk, I think he could take him down by himself. But 
we're kind of speaking more on the, along the lines of, of the charisma of Tom Cruise, uh, really, which, which is really what has sold him as a movie star ever since he started. Mm-hmm. And if you had to take the idea of Riz and, you know, apply it to Tom Cruise, of course, the Mission Impossible movies, he's full of Riz. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I would have to say that Top Gun or Cocktail would be his most Rizzy still films. never seen cocktail. Mm. It's which it's, it's most of his movies are, are similar. We, yeah. You sent me a thing about that where it's like, yeah, the, the plot line, Tom what was Cruise it? loses confidence. He meets a woman, gains the confidence back. Yeah. And then like does whatever. Yeah. Top gun the challenge was supposed to be. He's an amazing pilot has a confidence crisis. Yeah. Meets, meets a, a woman. woman. Confidence comes back. Yeah. And but regardless of confidence, he's always got the Riz. That's never been a question. No, no, no. He's always got the Riz. And so with this new mission Him on that motorcycle. Oh god. Oh my god. With this new Mission Impossible movie that's coming out, and I know that all you need to know fans are probably just sick and tired of us talking about Tom Cruise. This new one that's coming out looks great. And I know that have you had time we've talked about watching the Mission Impossible movies? Have you caught up on any of those yet? I, I have not. No, I haven't that's had fine. a chance. What do you stream? I don't know. I haven't seen him on anything. Uh, I feel like I did there for a little bit, but I don't remember what service it was, and I don't think it's there on was there a anymore. Couple, there was a couple on Netflix for a little bit, but I can't remember if they're still there or not. But the new Mission Impossible, you talked about a motorcycle. There is a scene where Tom Cruise jumps a motorcycle off of a cliff into a canyon and then free dives uh, with a parachute. And he did that six times for the movie. So... Imagine like I forget he does his own stunts. So he actually jumped the helicopter into a He jumped the motorcycle. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He Not jumped the motorcycle into a canyon and then like goes straight into a free dive and then has a parachute or maybe he's gliding. I actually don't know, but There's got to be safety precautions, right? Because there are people who's who Who's insuring? Way... Who's insuring Tom Cruise? Yeah. Is my question. Cuz I mean, there's got to be like you know how much money is going into that movie and into him playing that part especially as they get into movies like 8, 9, and 10 of the Mission yeah. Impossible franchise. This one is 7. This um, is, yeah. This is this is Mission Impossible Part 7, Part 1, if that makes sense. Right, because it's a it's two-part. A, it's a two-part it's movie a two here. And then I actually read that this isn't going to be the end of Mission Impossible. I wouldn't so, expect so. Uh, he's just going to keep going until the last couple movies are like him in a retirement home, and he's like trying to break out of the retirement home or something. <laughs> I think... He got his keys taken away. Yeah. He's Tom Cruise in Drive Back, and he like gets his car, yeah. so he can drive around town to get groceries and stuff. That would be funny. That sounds like a Family Guy skit. Yeah, and it and let's not think that it's a joke because it could easily happen at some point. I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'd be like, yeah, okay. I, but Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One is the the new Mission Impossible that's coming out. It looks very good, as we've talked about before. It looks like he does a lot of running mm. in the first trailer that hit the internet. Uh, it was a two minute trailer, I think, or two and a half minute trailer, and he ran for thirty five seconds of it. You said it was like fifteen percent or thirteen percent. Yes, some sort of number where like it directly correlates to where if the movie's two and a half hours, we should see Tom Cruise running for around thirty minutes at least which is very exciting. But the bigger story around Mission Impossible right now is the fight over the IMAX theaters. Now, 
Do you? I think you've heard, heard about this. Something about what was like Tom Cruise or somebody had asked the theaters to move the dates of the other movie release dates. I, IMAX or theaters. I've never been to one, but it's just this. It's somehow advancing and upping the movie going experience. I believe that the screen is bigger. I believe that the picture is better. I believe that the the sound is phenomenal in these IMAX theaters. Okay. And Tom Cruise has always been a guy. It's like, hey, go see this on the biggest screen possible. Whenever he's doing Top Gun, whenever he's done Mission Impossible, whenever he's done whatever else he's doing, he's he encourages fans to go see it on the biggest screen possible. And so, AKA and Calvert IMAX. City Drive-In. Well, or Calvert City Drive-In. Shout out to Calvert City Drive-In for being back. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go soon. That'll be I exciting. Go. They're but, showing Top Gun. The yeah, I saw one. that. Which was kind of, I was like, okay, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, the IMAX theater issue is because uh, the weekend, or his his movie comes out sometime in July. And the weekend after is whenever Christopher Nolan's uh, Oppenheimer and then the Barbie movie comes out. Oh, God. And so people are... Margot Robbie in it, though. Yes, and people are already talking about I think it's Barbie Barbenheimer is what they're going to do. Like they're going to oh. go see Oppenheimer and then immediately go like a double feature, then go oh. see uh, Barbie to kind of have a, a palate cleanser, if you will. But what that, what the issue that runs into where Tom Cruise has allegedly been calling theaters himself and telling them to play mission impossible in the IMAX theater for a longer period is it only gives a week for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 to be viewed on IMAX theaters because then once Oppenheimer comes on, then it will take over those IMAX theater spots. Okay. And so Tom Cruise is livid. He's done his best to uh, change the minds of movie theaters. Um, and I can't imagine Tom Cruise being angry. I don't know if you remember that uh, clip that came out of In him the middle yelling. Of that thing? Yeah, he was like yelling at uh, his his cast and crew yeah. during, I think the filming of mission impossible because they were filming it during that thing that happened where the world right. shut down yeah. and he was upset that people weren't following protocols and things like that. Yeah. You think, you think he's got a little bit of like a little man syndrome kind of thing. I just like think, a complex. I think he's so passionate about the, the theater. You know? He is. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, and we, some, some when you people, want something done right and people are slacking off, exactly, I get it. Exactly. And I think that that's how it's like that clip leaked and people were expecting Tom Cruise to get canceled. Yeah. And instead they were like, hell yeah. You know, like Tom, Tom's really doing it. Like he he's passionate and it came off a completely opposite way that a lot of people thought it was going to go. So mm -hmm. people were like, wow, he's got so much passion for the, for the movies. And some people argue that he single-handedly saved the movies with Top Gun Maverick because there was that period where people weren't really going back to the movies and that kind of kicked things off and made a ton of money. So mm -hmm. to end the to end the thing because we talked about both how could you see a Tom Cruise and Baby Gronk collaboration going down? Could it be a movie, a cameo, uh, some sort of ad partnership? Um I really want to see him race. Now that would be fun. I would like to see maybe Tom Cruise and Baby Gronk go one on one and do some some route running. And oh. I would love to see uh, Tom Cruise breakaway speed down the right field line. Yeah. Uh, and get a pass thrown to him by Aaron Rodgers because Aaron oh. Rodgers would just put it right in the bread basket. Yeah. 
And I don't think Baby Gronk, I mean, sure, he's, he's a good football player apparently, but there's no way he's, he's catching up with Tom Cruise at, at top speed. I tell you, an, another Tom that would probably like to get a piece of this kid, mm-hmm. Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. And Tom Brady has a relationship with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So maybe it would make more sense for Tom Brady to be throwing that pass to Baby Gronk because of the Gronk-Brady connection. Um, and I, the thing is, I don't see Tom Cruise having a lot of lateral speed and movement, but vertically, he's going to get you. Dude, from point A to point B? So that's where I think that if, if they did like kind of a, I don't know, some sort of drill where they see who can score the most touchdowns, um, Tom's going to score just because of his breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that he can catch. I tell you, uh, an, but I don't think he's locking down Baby Gronk. Another I don't think, one that I don't would think be, if Baby Gronk jukes one way or the other, Tom Cruise can keep up. Yeah, probably. Another one that would be fun Tom Cruise versus Baby Gronk. Mm-hmm. Rough and rowdy. Ooh, so like a, a wrestling. Three, three, three minute rounds. <sighs> Shoo. And I just don't know how that would look. And I don't know if Tom Cruise would agree to that. Just because that is a 10-year-old kid and he's, what, 60? Yeah, but you know what? The way that we're risen up this kid... That's true. Maybe somebody needs to riz so him we, down. I, I don't think that we need to... I mean... Give him a little bit of a wake-up call. That's right. Have Tom Cruise body slam him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's something that I would see. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 2. and That would be... this Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk versus Tom Cruise. Yeah. The most possible mission Tom Cruise has ever done. And Baby Gronk maybe like steps out in the middle of an alleyway and Tom Cruise just like grabs his his arm and chucks him over and body slams him. Yeah. I, I, now now we're talking. Now we're talking. But now we need to stop talking because okay. we've already reached that threshold for uh, the podcast. And, you know, we talked about Baby Gronk. We touched on Mission Impossible. Um, a lot of Riz. A lot of Riz going on. And hopefully people have a better idea of baby Gronk and whether or not Livy rizzed or did not rizz uh, baby Gronk up. And we've really pumped up mission impossible dead reckoning part one. Um, so I, I am excited to see that. I believe it comes out this next month and I, I'll try to see it in an IMAX theater, I guess, because I've never seen a movie in an IMAX theater. So why not? If Tom Cruise is yelling at people calling your local movie theater and saying, Put the damn movie on your IMAX screen. Like, okay. I would think if, it'd get done. If he if he wants that, I'll do it. I'll go see it. Uh, I want to see it. Okay. Let's go see it together. Okay. We'll make plans after this, but that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pitt. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.